Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I talk about my experiences, both my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from it and make your life just a little bit better. Today's episode is called Suffer Well. Do you give up on things because they're hard? How willing are you to suffer for the things that you truly want in your life? Today I want to talk about how to get what you want and why it's important to learn how to suffer well. Suffering becomes beautiful when anyone bears great calamities with cheerfulness, not through insensibility, but through greatness of mind. Seneca The first principle in Buddhism is that life is suffering. It is something that we all cannot avoid. But once we accept that life is full of suffering, it makes it so the suffering isn't so bad. The idea that there should not be suffering actually leads to more suffering because we end up wasting time and energy on what we think should be rather than working with what actually is. When we accept that life is full of suffering, it's just an acceptance of reality. So we can see the importance of suffering in a lot of religious traditions. Jesus is said to have fasted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights before he began to preach. The Buddha spent many years fasting and putting himself through physical hardships to reach enlightenment. Shamans in many cultures must endure physical trials before they're considered worthy to guide others. Prophets and teachers are often not considered worthy unless they have suffered. Now, in our time, things are quite a bit different. So much of our lives are centered around seeking comfort. But what if we took the time in our lives to practice suffering well? What if rather than avoiding uncomfortable things, you embrace them? What if rather than seeking comfort in your life, you sought out things that were hard and things that made you suffer by choice? So the reason I was thinking about this topic was that this last Saturday, I went for my longest bike ride for the season yet. It was just under 30 miles, and it was quite challenging because I haven't been out riding as regularly as I'd like to. And as I was straining and climbing the hills south of my home, I was thinking about how much I had missed riding and how much I loved pushing myself to see how much faster and stronger I could get. I thought about how much I was willing to suffer to become a better rider. Now, for a little backstory, I started cycling back in 2003. I was living in Minnesota at the time, and I was not in very good shape. I had been overweight for a number of years, mostly just out of laziness. 
I wasn't in very good health and had all kinds of digestive issues because my diet was very unhealthy. So one Sunday afternoon, I ended up watching the Ironman Triathlon, which takes place in Hawaii every year. This was the first time I'd ever watched it, and I was entranced. So watching the stories of the participants and what it took for them to get there was pretty intense and very inspiring. I mean, here were people who were willing to sacrifice and suffer to an extent that I had never seen before, just to see how hard they could push themselves. And it reminded me of how intense wrestling practices had been for me in high school. I remember how I looked forward to that intensity because even though it was hard, on the mat, I learned how to push myself further than I thought I could. And I learned that even when I thought I was done, I could pull just a little bit more out of me and push myself just a little bit harder. So on that day in 2003, watching those triathletes push their limits, I decided that I needed to get off my ass and get back in shape. I decided that I'd start training for triathlons. So I began by attending spin classes at my gym. I hit the treadmill. I even started swimming laps, which was something that I had never really liked. And at first, it was really hard. I would finish up my spin classes completely drenched in sweat. My pace on the treadmill and my lap times in the pool were embarrassingly slow. But I kept at it. I decided that I was going to be a triathlete, and that was that. It was worth suffering for. A little over a year later, I did my first triathlon. It was just a short course, so it was nothing near as hard as a full Ironman. But I'd also lost a lot of weight, and I was in the best shape of my life since high school wrestling. After that, I found that I was drawn more to cycling than triathlons, so I changed my focus. Nonetheless, I still appreciated the struggle and was happy to suffer a few times a week in the saddle. There's just something incredible feeling about pushing yourself to those limits. Now, please note, I'm not saying all of this to toot my own horn. Over the past 10 years or so, I've let my writing fall by the wayside. I could have carved out time for it, but I found excuses for why I didn't get out and ride. I mean, even just this last week, I could have ridden at least one more day, but I came up with some excuses of why I should skip it. It's challenging, and sometimes I don't feel like I have that much in me to suffer that well. So sometimes it's only after I'm done that I really appreciate the struggle. Pain is neither intolerable nor everlasting, if you bear in mind that it has its limits and if you add nothing to it in imagination. Marcus Aurelius So why is it important to suffer for something? When we suffer for something, we learn to be resilient. When other things in our lives fall apart, we are able to draw upon the lessons that we learned from suffering and pull them into something else. We know that even though things can seem really bad, that we can keep pushing through till things get better. We can handle uncomfortable things because we've practiced doing so. We've increased our tolerance for the slog. We know that we can continue to push through the parts that suck. We step up and face things that we're afraid of, and we learn how to focus even under stress. When we suffer for something, we also learn to not avoid discomfort, but we turn to it and embrace it. We recognize that if we want to grow, we need to go towards the things that are hard, the things that we might rather avoid. We can see that these are the things that will make us grow. When life throws challenges your way because you know how to handle suffering, you are able to navigate life's challenges. You've already practiced how to keep going and how to manage yourself when things suck. So probably the most obvious thing that we learn from suffering is discipline. When we've decided that something is worth suffering for and we continually push ourselves through it, we develop the skills to get ourselves to do what we want to do, even when it sucks. 
When we look at what we need to do in order to accomplish our goals, we don't seek out the comfortable option. We seek out the most effective option, even if it's hard, because we know that we can handle hard things. Learning to suffer well also helps us develop emotional discipline. Because we've increased our capacity to suffer, we are far less reactive. We can sit with discomfort because it's something that we're used to. We're okay with not everything being comfortable in our lives. The greater the difficulty, the more glory in surmounting it. Epictetus One of the things that happens when we learn to suffer well is we become more confident in our own abilities. We learn where our edges are and that we can push ourselves much further than we previously thought. If we're continually taking the easy path, we never really discover our strength. We don't know how much we can really take until we push our limits. We also find inner strengths that we may not have known that we even had. We learn how to function well in hard situations. Since we're rarely actually pushed to our limits in real life, when we practice doing so, we're more likely to keep a clear mind when disasters strike or when we find ourselves in challenging circumstances. Another reason why we should learn to suffer well is that it helps us develop a stronger sense of purpose in our lives. If you've never worked hard for something in your life, you've never really stretched yourself. You've never pushed yourself hard enough to see what you can really do. If you've never sacrificed for something, you've never worked for something that you have found to be valuable enough to sacrifice for. To me, that means you've pretty much lived a very unremarkable life. The harder we have to work and the more we have to overcome to achieve something, the more it means to us. If something is too easy, it's boring. If it never tests your strength or stretches you, then it doesn't feel that it's rewarding to accomplish it. I mean, this is something that I constantly have to remind myself when I hit something hard that I'm working on. There's a part of me which really wants it to be easy and just to work the way that I want it to. But if it's something that I have to put effort into, the feeling that I get when something finally clicks or something works out after I put that effort into it is very rewarding. Now, I know that I've talked a lot about physical suffering in this episode, but that's because physical suffering is a good teacher. Your willingness to push through when something is physically demanding takes a lot of mental discipline to keep at it when your body wants you to turn away and quit. When you can develop the necessary mental fortitude to push through something physical, you can transfer those skills onto other areas of your life. I mean, this is often why people join the military. They want to develop the mental and physical toughness to help them face the challenges of life head on. When you develop this kind of skill, it makes it easier for you to set goals and to go after what you want. When you hit a roadblock, you don't just throw up your hands and quit. You know how to stick with things even when it's difficult. The other reason why I think physical challenges and suffering are helpful is because progress is pretty easy to measure. When you push yourself physically, you will get stronger. You will be able to run or ride further and faster. You will develop mastery over your body. And since we experience the world in our bodies, Experiencing the full capabilities of your body is truly a wonderful experience. Doing something physical is also really good for your mental health. I know that when I come back from a long ride, my mind is usually much clearer. I have a sense of calm from both the exertion and the endorphins, which often spills over into the next day. But first, I want you to consider this idea. That we really only truly suffer because of what we make something mean. When I'm climbing the hills on my bike... I don't really consider it suffering in the traditional sense. Yes, my calves burn and I have to generously use my massage gun on them when I get home, but because it's something that I enjoy, I don't really consider it suffering. 
It doesn't mean that it's not hard and at times painful, but I consider it a pleasure because I know that it's making me stronger and I love how it feels when I've finished a ride. Start living in discomfort. Gradually increase it little by little and you will steadily grow. If you want sudden growth, deluge yourself in great discomfort and do not retreat from it. The more discomfort you are willing to bear, the more you can grow. The Ancient Sage So what are you willing to suffer for? Is there something in your life that you would like to do that is hard and would push you to your limits? Maybe running or swimming or rowing. If you're not in good shape, consider just getting outside and walking every day. Do something that challenges you physically and note how it affects your mental state. I would bet after 30 days of challenging yourself physically that your overall mental state would be much improved. And if you're willing to share, I'll put a post on Instagram at stoic.coffee where you can share with me what you're willing to suffer for. I'd love to hear what you guys are, are willing to put yourselves on the line for. When we seek a life of comfort, we're playing things safe. We aren't pushing our limits. We aren't living our best lives. When we decide to actively push ourselves and suffer for something, we not only improve our physical health, but the mental discipline and resilience we develop spill over into other parts of our lives. We know we can push through discomfort to reach the goals that we want, all because we learned how to suffer well. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and thanks for listening.